where you decide the topic. From love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love legends. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. I would say hello to Blonde, but uh, she was not able to be here tonight. She sends her regrets and uh, she will be back on Sunday. It's not anything that's a a dire emergency and I don't want to say anything outside of what's appropriate for me to say, but I have been informed that Blonde is patrolling the chat And if you're interested live, at least, in learning a little bit more about what's going on, maybe Blonde can inform you there. Anyhow, uh, in lieu of Blonde's usual uh, seat in the co-host spot, my lovely wife, Ping Tu, has uh, offered her services once again. So thank you for joining. Well, hello. Sorry uh, in advance. And I hope uh, so this is is what the third time joining now. I'm a seasoned pro. (laughs) <laughs> now maybe you're a little bit more in your comfort zone and we can get uh we can get a little more of the uh I don't know, a little more of the full character out of you. We shall see. <laughs> I'll never show my true colors. Yeah. Uh anyhow, other than that, the show tonight will run as normal. Uh we will take calls uh for 90 minutes. And then we're not gonna do the emails tonight because a lot of times that's meant at least in part for blonde, if not fully for blonde. So we will hold those off until next week. Thank you for your patience on that, guys. Um, if you'd like to send an email to the show, of course, you can do that on the contact page of the website, mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact. We'll take super chats every half hour as we normally do, and then we'll call it a show. And honestly, I was really eager or have been really eager to get to this stream because after yesterday, it's not often that news stories get me uh, emotionally bothered, for lack of a better way to phrase it. But when the Chauvin verdict came out as quickly as it did, and the judge read the guilty verdict on the second degree murder charge, I just knew it immediately it was cascading from there. And it was going to be guilty on all charges. And I, I feel like I'm an idiot for not seeing that coming, because the one thing I didn't factor is that this is clown world. This is absolute yeah. clown world. How could I have not seen that coming? But what what makes me what I've been eager to get to is I felt sort of the same way as I did after the election and um, and after the Capitol riot. And in both cases, the Wednesday night stream was very therapeutic and was very helpful. So uh, I can't wait to get to the calls. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, Red Falcor is up first. Let's see what he has to say. Red Falcor, you there? Hey, guys. How's it going? Hello. Doing all right. How are you? Welcome back for the third time, Ping 2. Oh, thank you. I'm hyped. <laughs> yes, indeed. Going to be a good one. Um, guys, I was despairing a bit this week after the verdict because I'm like, oh, justice is over. Police are going to quit in droves. Uh, yeah. It's going to be unsafe out there. Um, and uh, then... Uh, Owen Benjamin actually cheered me up. Uh, Tea time with Gary and Terry. Have you guys checked him out over there? Yet? I have not seen that production, no. but of course I'm familiar with Owen. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, he um, made a strong, I don't know if it was a strong case, but he made a case for why uh, we should be not 
panicked about it. he he put it as lowering our cortisol over this hmm. this verdict because uh, yeah my cortisol was probably raised <laughs> um, so yeah but he basically said uh, that you know whether or not like I think he was arguing that there was better ways to restrain George Floyd than what was chosen. I'm not sure if that's true, given the size of Derek Chauvin and George Floyd and mm-hmm. the police tactics um, are what they are. Um, but conversations I've tried to have with people on the other side have been less than productive, as you might imagine. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I mixed it up. Uh, the, Of course, my favorite baseball team, the Twins, when they're not too busy losing games, they are posting on Twitter about how bad it was, the racist killing of George Floyd, which is what they did yesterday, even before the verdict came out. And I mixed it up a little bit, just saying, listen, whatever you think of Chauvin's conduct, there's no reason to believe this was racist. In fact, the prosecution never even mentioned that. And and people were jumping down my throat. Oh, man, what do you need a lawyer to tell you it's raining outside? Well, if I can't see the raindrops, (laughs) kind of like on what? And I was asking in good faith, on what basis do you say it's racist? And they all just ridiculed me for not being able to see the obviousness of their case. And of course I had right. somebody say, prove that it wasn't racist. And that's when I tapped out. Yep, right. we're uh, yeah. Prove, yeah. Pr- prove that there is no God, Matt. Why don't you go ahead and uh, <laughs> prove the negative. Um, but uh, what's the point for optimism though? What, what was his, why is he not it's, totally it's down about this? Basically that um, we should be aware of the, fa- you know what? I'm not really sure. I, I think you guys should go back and listen to it. I encourage okay, everybody I just to go check back it out. and listen to it. What? Yeah, what? Yeah, did, yeah. Was he it today's time, episode, or what should I look for? It was today's episode. Yeah. Okay. And he doesn't. He doesn't keep them all up. So do uh, watch them before they disappear. Where's, where's the best way to catch it these days? I know he's been chased around the internet. Is, is it on he, YouTube? He's actually, yeah, it's on YouTube. And oh. then I think really? he's got. He's actually on something else for like his super chats and stuff. And I don't remember what it is. He mentions yeah. it on the show. Um, but uh, yeah, I really needed uh, the little bit of optimism that he did give me. Uh, he's a flat earther. He is he officially so now? Not, wow. <laughs> yes. Good for um, him. So I'm not on, you know, I'm not on board with that, but, but I do uh, appreciate a lot of the other stuff he has to say. Um, and I'm always looking for, um, places to cheer up because i'm 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 a little i'm a little uh black pilled oh god i am so black pilled (laughs) i can't even tell you yeah i think you should be asking your callers for the rest of the night uh where's the where's the white pills uh i do appreciate any white pills that the chat has to offer or anything and by the way here's another white pill i will plug plug once again uh, anybody with a stutter who might be listening, stutteringwithconfidence.com. I am a real stutterer. This is a real program. This is real <laughs> progress. Stutteringwithconfidence.com. It's been a hoax act for sympathy this entire time. <laughs> I can't believe you. Well, listen. It's a uh, psyop, Matt. <laughs> thank, you for, uh, thank you for at least trying to steer the trajectory toward positivity. It is getting yes. tough, man. Um, and uh, we, we shall see what's coming in, in, in the coming weeks. If even these people could look at what happened and say, wow, look at that trial outcome. I guess systemic racism isn't a thing. I I would find silver lining there. Instead, we are doubling and tripling down on even that. Uh, uh, Anyway, 
I need a few more nights rest before I can resume my yeah. silver lining finding capabilities that I, I like to have, but uh, yeah. I, it's, it's rough right now. Matt, Matt Walsh put it nicely. It's, <laughs> it's pr- pr- progressive in the sense that a cancer progresses. So <laughs> exactly. yeah, ever forward. Well, yeah. thank you, man. Have a good night. Okay. Thank you. Good night. Yep. So okay. we were we were just talking about Matt Walsh before we started. And I've I think never he's weirdly, weirdly based in the last I've, few days. I've never been a, a huge Matt Walsh guy. Admittedly, oh, God, I haven't listened that much. But every time I have, it's been like my impression has been all right. Uh, <laughs> on today's show, uh, we're going to ban porn. We're going to ban video games, <laughs> and uh, then we'll reach Utopia. Matt Walsh. All right. Uh, and maybe that's wow, unfair. That was a great, great impression. <laughs> maybe that's unfair because I have not given him think... a full listen. But that's always no, been I... my initial impression. Yeah. And by the way, uh, that's awful. not even. I, I'm. Porn has been a very controversial topic on this show, so I don't say that to reignite that debate. I don't even think that his opinion is uh, I, I'm not even saying he's wrong in his perspectives. I just that's that's usually how I've interpreted uh, his style. Well, anyway. now someone had better call in and debate the merits of banning porn. OK, someone call in and it's porn, it's spanking and it's circumcision. Circumcision. <laughs> yes. In, in no particular order. OK, for the Republic is up next for the Republic. You there? Yeah, how's it going? Doing all right. How are you? Oh, not doing too bad. That's pretty uh, good, all things considered. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm what's, jealous. <laughs> what's on your mind? How do I get there? <laughs> well, well, I was going to uh, uh, talk about the that uh, give, send, go data breach and the subsequent ousting of uh, donors to Kyle Rittenhouse's defense oh, yeah, fund. No. Well, I oh, am interested God. in that, but if you yeah. want to talk something else, because I don't know the specifics of how all that happened. Well, I I was just going to talk about some of the ramifications and whatnot. Uh, you know, they've like just today, one of the uh, Lieutenant Kelly or something from was an internal affairs officer from Norfolk was uh, fired for his anonymous donation of twenty five bucks. And, okay, so uh, so just so can you catch me up to speed? There was the Give Send Go is so, basically a GoFundMe alternative that doesn't ban you. Yeah, and that's what correct. the Kyle Rittenhouse it's, Fund it's was a, using. Yes. And, and there they was leaked the information? Breach. Yeah, so there's okay. this big data breach. Um, and then the data was just uh, scrutinized over, and they found a whole bunch of police officers and uh, other, like, and official... Who's, who's they? Journalists? Are they... It, yeah, it was very... The information I was able to find on it was pretty vague in regards to sources. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they found like this paramedic in Utah who dared to give $10 to Rittenhouse. And so he got ousted Yeah, and everything. And the, uh, like the police officer, you know, he had a statement attached to his donation, which is basically, God bless. Thank you for your courage. Keep your head up. You've done nothing wrong. You know, every rank and file police officer supports you. Don't be discouraged by actions of the political class of law enforcement leadership. Oh man. How and outrageous. So- yeah, exactly. So the city manager of Norfolk fired him and said in a statement, you know, his egregious comments erode the trust between the Norfolk Police Department and those they are sworn to serve. The what? city of Norfolk has a standard of behavior for all employees and we will hold staff accountable. Okay. Okay. Did they, uh, uh, I assume oh they don't apply that level of scrutiny to say the Kamala Harris uh, Minnesota Freedom. Oh, Fund. no, of course not. Of course not. Why would they? Hmm. It's just, yeah. But, uh, 
So I was going to delve a little bit more into that, but I, I figured since we do have the illustrious Mrs. Christensen with us tonight, <laughs> I had to quickly follow up with uh, you on our conversation we had like two, three weeks ago, where I talked about how my first gift in, uh, in oh, life, yeah. aside from my life itself, was yeah, that rifle for my grandfather. I don't think my wife caught that conversation. Um, do you, were you listening to the stream when he had called in and talked about first gift uh, being a from I, his family as a young young child, a baby was a rifle. Really, refresh my memory. I'm not sure. I so, so uh, my my grandfather was a, a veteran, and he, you know, hard work, man who worked his whole life, mm-hmm. and he firmly believed that everyone in this country should be able to know how to handle a firearm, be proficient with it and be able to use it responsibly and so as the story goes when my parents uh, announced that they were expecting uh my grandfather went out and got me a rifle so i had that rifle before i was even born and so i mean over the years you know growing up with it and learning how to shoot with it and all this kind of stuff you know i've learned more and more of what that all means to me and and especially now that with my grandfather's gone it just, it means so much more than just a, it's, it's so much more than just a rifle. It was a, it was a symbol of duty, responsibility, and just so much more to it than that. Mm-hmm. I love that. It's a cool and, idea. Uh, so we got to yeah, stop was, at that shop on the interstate and get those tiny American flag, one of those bolt <laughs> action 22s that I was looking at. Yeah. <laughs> Baby's first gun. Yeah. Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be a gun. And I mentioned like even a, uh, you know, a, for for a, a boy, a, you know, a Leatherman and all these other just, you know, yeah. tools, something that the child can grow into as they uh, mature. Well, I love and that can... that symbol of self-reliance and mastery of a craft and all mm-hmm. of those sorts of things, like utility, um, that sort of thing. All the symbolism that goes into that type of gift, I think, is very cool. Yeah. So, I mean, I didn't know if, uh, you know, there's any family traditions on... Uh, uh, Ping two side of the family or things that, you know, she's maybe would have thought about trying to implement and, you know, passing ja- down to the next generation of uh, Christiansons uh, or, uh, or whatnot. But... <laughs> oh yeah. No, I, well, that's a good question. I hadn't really thought about it actually. Nothing as meaningful as what you just described sure, sure. off the top of my head, but definitely something to think about. Well, thank you, man. I yeah. appreciate the thoughts. And thank you for updating me on the story because I've been everything that's been going on. Normally, I would have had a lot more attention paid to what's going on with those Kyle Rittenhouse donations. Amid all the chaos, I haven't put a lot of uh, thought to it, but it's an, a very important story. Yeah, I mean, it, it just goes to show you how, uh, you know, the left says, you know, you don't like Twitter, form your own uh, Twitter. And they do. Oh, well, you can't have that. And they end up getting <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They've completely purged from the Internet. They had... You don't yeah. like how GoFundMe's doing? Ah, we'll we'll oust you and all this kind of stuff. So yeah. Anyway, I'll let well, you guys go. Yeah, thank you, man. Have a great night. Thanks. Take care. Okay, Isenor. Isenor, you're good to go if you're ready. Isenor. All right, we'll let him hang out a second. Egrin is up after that. Egrin, you there? Okay, uh, I'm I'm here. Can you hear oh, me? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, sorry. Uh, okay. Well, I, I don't know if you've uh, made it. You're, I'm sure you got a video in the works on this uh, ridiculous verdict. Um, how do you get charged three times for for a single crime? 
Actually, that's that's, how do you that's, get, how do you that get is, this? Go ahead. Well, that's a very interesting question that I, I myself am curious about. We're working on having, uh, I can't reveal anything right now, but there is a guest of legal expertise that we've wanted to host for a while on the show that I, I think we're going to have on Sunday. And that's one of the things I want to get into is, uh, I guess I, I don't know the technicalities of if there was one death that was allegedly caused, or I guess now the jury says has, was caused by a guy, how can it be multiple ways of doing it in a manslaughter and a murder, multiple forms of murder and manslaughter? Yeah, it makes no sense at all. It's completely incoherent. Yeah, I, I'm I not mean, I'm not keen on the legal system in that way. I mean, so you know, at this point, if, this, this whole thing's a farce. If I was a cop right now and I'm watching this trial at home and I got to go to work the next day, <laughs> I'm sorry, man. If, if a black guy starts to resist, I, I'm cutting him loose. Fuck it. Oh, of course. All you right, see man, what they're doing to be, this guy in Columbus? Way. <laughs> this guy in Columbus. No, Columbus. Did you see the the girl with the knife? The shooting with, of the girl <laughs> yeah. with the knife? Sorry. I heard about that. Okay, one, so get no, this, I get this. There's, it. It, it, I, I'm sure crazy. everybody saw it because the, the footage was breaking yesterday and into today. But in Columbus, there's a teenage black girl. Police officer arrives on, arrives on the scene. She's attacking another black woman with a knife, like about to Literally stab her. Mid-shank. Yeah, <laughs> against the car. A police officer shoots the attacker dead. And then all of Twitter and all the blue checks start talking about how knife fights are actually normal among black teens. It's just a cultural difference. Why would you shoot her to the point that earlier today, LeBron James tweeted out a picture of that officer and said, you're next. Like this guy saved a, he saved a black life. Yeah. They want vengeance. Yes. For what? I don't know, but this is about vengeance. Yeah. It's like two hours. Exactly. Screw uh, that. No, like I said, if I'm a cop, I'm going to start looking for another job, first of all, and then just phone it in. If I get any resistance, I'm cutting them loose. I'm not taking that risk. Yeah, why would you? Any Anybody with anybody anybody with anything to protect, I, I, I understand that you're probably not quitting tomorrow because you don't want to be that abrupt, but I, I would, right, if sure. I, I would, ha- I'd, I'd be looking for some other form of employment. I don't know. I, I wouldn't accept a million dollars to put my family at the risk that these people are are assuming right now. I say that with great respect yeah. to them and someone has to do that job. So I have a lot of respect for people that do, but my God, um, I, why would I do that? Knowing that the second I so much as, as trip in terms of misconduct, not only will they come at me with disciplinary measures, but they will prosecute me to an insane, ex- not the fullest extent of the law, an insane extent of the law, like we just saw with Derek Chauvin. Well, it, it shows that it's not about the law. I mean, they'll go out of their way to, to hang you. I mean, look at this. If you're doing it to a T, exactly correct, which I think Chauvin did. He wasn't even being rough with him. He just had his knee on his back. Mm-hmm. And he's probably done this a million times. The reason it was him doing it is because he was the senior officer on the scene. Yeah, he's probably done this a billion times. So you do everything right, and they'll still they'll lynch you. No, absolutely not. Yeah, There's no I, way I would risk that for what sixty grand a year. No, yeah. America's inner cities are going to rot. That's worse than they yeah. already have in the last yeah, year. Let them. Yeah, this is yeah, what they yeah, want. So if, if if that's what well, you want, that's what you for. vote for. Yeah. yeah. Fuck you. I don't there care. You go. <laughs> I don't live in one. I'm just going to watch a. Uh, I'm going to watch the nearest big city to me. I'll drive through every now and then to see how the, how warm the fire is. And then I'll, I'll keep on my merry way. Yeah, exactly. 
Well, thank you for the thoughts and the questions. I, I wish I had better answers for you because I share those questions. The whole system is insane. I, I don't have good yeah, answers it's, for it's what ridiculous. we just saw. I'm Other like, than yeah. a mob got a mob got what they wanted and yet they're still unsatisfied. Who could imagine? We threw a lamb to the wolves and the pack of wolves is still hungry for more. I can't believe what <laughs> we're could watching. Have oh, yeah. I heard the verdict and my, my first thought was like, oh, I'm sure this will be good enough to uh, mend race relations forever. <laughs> that all is forgiven from, yeah. from the, the dawn of time until now. They're all going to yeah. go. Oh, wait, they're not. Yeah. Oh, this, this, a single instance of justice isn't enough to undo years of systemic racism. That's what they're saying now. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, we'll just wait for the next lynching then and fuck us forever. <laughs> Thank you, uh, man. Have a good night. All right. You too. Bye. Stay sane out there. Uh, when I, when I texted, as far as I'm aware, I broke the news to you, right? Of the Chauvin verdict. <laughs> yes, you did. Yes, you and did. He, and everyone at work was like, what the fuck's wrong with you? And I'm like, uh, okay, I can't talk about this without getting fired. That's true. Yeah. Uh, but you thought I was joking. Like you, you didn't yes, even think I was I serious. You were me. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, no, it's no guilty on all charges. Hong Kong, <laughs> bitch. Welcome to clown world. God, uh, dude. All right. Egrin yeah. is up next. Egrin, you there? Yep. Uh, can you hear me? Yes, sir. What's on your mind? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, last couple of days, I've been seeing how uh, a lot of communities interact and how a lot of the cases have been just going on the last couple of days. Um, And I also spoke to some of the libertarians. I think our main problem that we've been going over is no one knows how to start a community from scratch. Hmm. And... I would say that's our greatest problem because a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, the left, it's going to blow up in their faces, but you don't see anything happening. So you mean like literally build the physical infrastructure of a community or do you mean like network with people? Well, building. Well, yeah. Well, it's knowing how like 50 years ago, you would know 20 or 30 or even 100 of your neighbors. Yeah. Uh, I mean, granted, it still happens like in rural areas uh, here and there, but in some like uh, closer to the suburbs, you don't know, you don't know anyone. You don't know Jack of yeah. who you're and it's kind of you're constantly walking on eggshells. So it's like that's the greatest challenge, I would say, is trying to build a community from scratch where you can know your uh, your neighbor kind of a thing. But it's so worthwhile, too. Uh, and it's important to do. And I know it's difficult for people who are of the leave me alone general philosophy, of which I certainly am one. But I think I can speak for both uh, Ping and myself when I say that our efforts to get to know our neighbors a little bit better have been incredibly rewarding. How much better do you feel knowing that we have pretty decent people surrounding us if things ever got crazy? No, oh, I feel great. But yeah, there's... <laughs> And I know that we'll all target that one liberal person down the street. <laughs> yeah, our the neighborhood is house. like segregated. There's like Joe Biden signs on the other side of it. Those are those are the people we don't want anything to do with. No, but it was our a side Warren bumper sticker, okay? And, and there's a war- there's still a Warren bumper sticker. Yeah, and Tibetan <laughs> flags. Yeah. So you got to watch out for a few. But um, but to the point that you're making, yeah, if you make those gestures and become neighborly and get to know. Uh, the people around you, even if on first glance, yeah, they have stupid yard signs or something. 
you know, even if you make the, at least the effort to get to know them, it, it's so much more of a relief um, to know that if, if there was some kind of emergency situation in my neighborhood that I, I have at least a few people I can rely on to mm-hmm. uh, address that. Uh, and one statement on this, this is more of a historical uh, uh, thing for the uh, Amish people. They've been uh, like quiet for like at least 200 years. They they're willing to do business with you, and then that's it. Do business with you, like here's some eggs for like two bucks. Yeah, that's it. Um, they're they're a quiet community, and they they still keep on, mm-hmm. but I would say they're getting close to stagnation. I thought you were like, going to say there was going to be an uprising soon. No, <laughs> yeah. I mean they've had I, enough I, of this I, shit too. <laughs> Uh, granted, the Amish people are. Here's the thing: they've learned how to make sure that the people leave them alone because they have, you know, they have the time to be uh, excellent lawyers, for that matter. Yeah, they have. Uh, they have all the rulings where they don't need a social security number. They don't need anything. They've made it where they, the only thing that they are, uh, they need to do for in the United States is to uh get drafted in the army and that's it really i didn't know they don't have social security numbers like maybe at least a birth certificate but no they they, like they don't do like the whole uh like uh social security like um like benefits and whatnot is that legal for anyone or do they have some special exemption i would say it's a special exemption but i don't know how to work around on that Hmm. i become amish you say yeah, this, uh, like, this intrigues okay. me. <laughs> There's a uh, that you know right down near your parents. There, there well, are. Here, yeah, there's the a community of them nearby. Yeah, they're a, they're a solid community because they purposely homeschooled their kids, and they they kept to themselves, and they wanted to make sure zero influence happened to them. And so yeah. far, they've let la- they've lasted at least two hundred years. Sounds pretty great. I, but I would say there's a con to that is that they, I wouldn't say fully interact with the world as they could be. Like I would say it's important to be as smart as possible in the world. That is being an Amish person and a scientist. Hmm. All right. Well, you're, uh, you're selling me on it. So perhaps I will give <laughs> it some great thought. Beard. I, I, that's true. I thought of that either. Thank <laughs> so you, Egrin. I appreciate the thoughts. <laughs> Thanks. Copy that. I gotta get it more driving in. All right. Have a good night. <laughs> you too. Bye. All right. That crazy Viking is up next. Crazy Viking, you there? Oh, yep. I am. What's Hello. on your mind? Uh, yeah. So I'm here to tell you about how you're supposed to be a father and how circumcision okay. is a good thing <laughs> and how you need to change your show. Okay. Ah, yes. You might have to pick one, call. but uh, <laughs> yeah, wait, no, wait, no. well, first it, your it, thoughts. First your thoughts on porn. Let's discuss um, that. Porn is not good for people, mm. but if people freely choose to consume it, they should be able to. Mm. Okay. Well, that opinion will get you in trouble. Oh, okay. That's that, that's fine. Whatever. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm used to getting in trouble. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Papa Matt, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, the other Matt. The other one. Oh, yeah. Oh, thank you. Oh, now I God. feel bad. I feel like I've uh, misrepresented him. I have not given him a fair shake. No, I, that, are you kidding me? It was a great synopsis of his <laughs> his worldview anyway 
actually what I wanted to call in was was something I wanted to call in a month ago. But oddly enough, it's become very, very relevant over the past day or two. Okay. Yeah. So are you familiar with the concept of the four boxes of liberty? No, I, I don't know if I've heard that before. Yeah. So it's an older phrase that came back around in like the 1830s. And basically is that there's four ways to defend your liberty. It is, Mm. uh, let's see here. Uh, You have the soapbox, the ballot box, the jury box, and the ammo box. I have heard it phrased that way before. Yeah. 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 That's basically what it is. I don't know. It's just like over the past, let's see here, five years or so. I've just, I've, I've really felt like that's, sort of the way I like to think about the concept of liberty and I'm not liking where I am on that list. Right. Well, I I don't know that I could say the state of any one of those boxes is secure right now. Well, it only leaves one option. uh, The ammo box. uh, Well, hopefully you have a good ammo box. That's the best (laughs) I could say. Yeah. I mean, obviously no one should ever use that. Violence should only ever be defensive. Susan. (laughs) (laughs) But it's just, uh, after, um, especially after the Chauvin trial um, and the three charges, which bullshit that he got all three. Like I can see manslaughter on some level, but oh, he didn't. He, I don't think he even deserved anything close to the second uh, second degree murder. No, and the, and on third degree murder, I don't even get it. Like that that is supposed to be uh, reckless acts committed against others generally that you should be able to see uh, foresee resulting in death shooting into a crowd type stuff. Uh, This, I I don't understand how that applies. That's why it was thrown out in the first place. That charge was uh, reinstated by an appeals court after the fact. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's just crazy. Anyways, as, as far as the four boxes go, like it's, I don't like thinking about things in that sort of manner. I grew up thinking, Hey, you know, I want to have an easy life, a good life, grow up, find a nice woman, marry her, you know, picket fence, 2.3 kids, the whole nine yards. But mm-hmm. now I'm like, I mean, after this past year, it's just, it's, I don't like being forced to think in this manner. Well, I think that's the only, I think that's the only path toward happiness and prosperity that any of us have at this point is focus on building the best life for you that you can with an ability to defend it. If someone comes for it, um, I, uh, other than that, I don't know what you do other than sit around and look at the news and become depressed, but that's not a life for anybody. Yeah, oh, no, I feel like definitely not. You're so, constantly talking me off the ledge in that way. <laughs> so you got to focus on building what's right in front of you and, and your own life. And I understand that our own lives and just basic principles of freedom are under serious threat. But, uh, well, that's why I hope that you have that ammo box. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And if you don't, it's never too late to start. It's not a great time to start right now, but... It's better than tomorrow. And uh, a lot of people are realizing that, which is why the market is so screwed up still. But yep. buy guns and have babies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm working on uh, both of those parts. <laughs> yeah. Well, good. Good for you, man. Um, thank you. Thank you for refreshing my uh, my understanding of that. I remember that phrasing, but I haven't thought about it for a while. Yeah. I mean, it's been on my mind since I learned about it a couple of years yeah. ago. And yeah. Well, thank you and have a good night. You too. Oh, and of course, you know, congratulations on the baby. This is the oh, thanks. I've called in since then. Appreciate it. Have, Have a good, good night. night. Um, and yeah, I guess I haven't updated for a little while, but all indicators so far are healthy mom and baby. So no, no news on that front other than we are other set to fucking giant. <laughs> 
Well, you're starting to show now, so that's uh, exciting. It gets a little yeah. more real at that point. And yeah. um and we're set to learn the gender of the child uh May early May or mid May, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Early May. Yeah. So in a few weeks, in, actually like geez, like two or three weeks time, we'll know. It's coming yeah. up fast. So that's exciting. exciting. Uh, we are due for a break. Let's check in with Super Chat. Let me hop over to Tippy Stream first. Uh, scroll down here a little bit because they make theirs impossible to read, just like Streamlabs used to. Let's see. Uh, Mike DeWine Shit Eating Grin says Chauvin gets all charges, and the same day, a Columbus police officer plugs a 16 year old honor roll black, <laughs> black girl. <laughs> We killed Dimebag Daryl, a girl at a an NHL game, and now the Floyd celebration. Where to? Uh, way to go, Ohio! And I, I don't know if anything. Well, there's so many different angles of what irritates me about the Chauvin verdict, and it's not a product of the verdict per se because we had this for the last year. But the uh, borderline religious treatment for George Floyd. Did you hear Nancy Pelosi like praying to George Floyd? <laughs> Or thanking him for dying. Thanks for dying, lol. (laughs) Which is, I want to talk about that on Sunday because uh, as bizarre as that is, I think it is uh, seriously indicative of her thinking, which is, hey, uh, if a person has to be like thrown off a cliff for the greater good, it's worth it. And, you know, we should probably do it and thank him for his sacrifice to the collective. (laughs) I just, I feel like we need to talk about the, the, I don't know, unsaid point that Chauvin's going to get so butt raped in prison. <laughs> like well, he he's just, actually, did you, he has did you one of those faces? I'm just saying like, he has a butt rape face. He, he had, he's, he's got soft features, Matt. <laughs> oh, okay. He's not right. going to be the boyfriend. If you know what I'm saying? Well, he, uh, he is on suicide watch. That was reported today. He's, uh, I'm not surprised at all. I don't know if he's getting the Epstein surveillance system or if he's getting a real surveillance oh, system, God. but he is on well, suicide watch. Uh, Phil says if he kills himself, the conspiracy theories. Oh, my oh God. God. Wait, slash the celebration from. And, oh, yeah. They totally will. Amounts. It'll be a renewed yeah. party. Yeah. Phil says, uh, I want to wish a happy belated birthday. <laughs> I know where you're going, Phil, but I think Susan will allow this to pass. I want to wish a happy uh-huh. belated birthday to my uncle. Hope your day yesterday was exhilarating. Oh. <laughs> Hope Argentina is treating you well. And maybe next time. <laughs> Don't plan your business trip to Russia in the winter. Well, Phil's uncle, you know. Uh, I'll let him know you say hello. He's got yeah. a lot going on. He's a very yeah. busy man. Thank you, Phil. Bosephus says, Matt, just so you know, this Friday, Marcus the Golden One, the Pale Orc, and High Thulman uh, Primark has Physique Friday, in which people post their most manly physique photos. Since you're in your <laughs> prime, can we expect an inspirational photo? Well, I'm definitely not going to be posting my physique. What? But, <laughs> well, uh, uh, that is not uh, that is not the basis of my presence on the internet. But I uh, seriously speaking, I do try to take care of myself. You know, we we take our gym classes and we we do the best we can. Not that I'm trying to be some <laughs> some uh, internet model or you know bodybuilder or something. But I do think it's important for everybody to take care of themselves and and not be. Uh, one of the 80 plus percent of people who are admitted to the hospital for coronavirus on the basis of being overweight or obese, you know, <laughs> uh. 
Phil says, uh, LeBron shooting his mouth off and telling the latest cop that he's, uh, that he's next. This is what I was talking about. Yeah. Put to bed any thought that this was about justice. Vengeance is what they are after, and they must be stopped by any means necessary. Phil also says magic dirt doesn't exist. Well, <laughs> um, <laughs> this one's a little spicy. Uh, 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 certain, uh, uh, <laughs> peoples, uh, various peoples have origins. Of course, they enjoy uh, burning, looting, and murdering and don't need an excuse to do so. Why should they care when other people clean up after these particular people and <laughs> make excuses for their bad behavior? I I understand. I've seen a lot of that sort Jogging. of thing playing out. So, careful. I don't know if Susan allows the J word anymore. What? <laughs> I, think, I think that one That'll might be banned. Be me too says uh, the Tibetans were the first minority to be subjugated by the CCP. So if they have it up uh, in solidarity with the free Tibet movement and not new age virtue signal, they may be very based. Uh, the oh Tibetans, yeah. The yeah maybe. Chat was, well, the chat was mad about us shitting on the Tibetan flags. <laughs> it's not, I mean, no, it's not I, that, right. I'm not talking about Tibet. I'm not like <laughs> taking a shit on Tibet. I'm taking a shit on the typical suburban white lady who has Tibetan oh, right. flags on and her love house. Love lawn sign. That's what I'm talking about. It's not anything yeah. on Tibet. Uh, yeah. Thank you for clarifying. Let me uh, check in on YouTube quickly. Um, let's see. Thank you guys over on D Live as well. Uh, Swinecraft, Giggling Spy. Uh, Questly Crusher, uh, Eric <laughs> Fa- Fal- uh, Platham, uh, Bell- Bellevue. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for tuning in over there. Wes of the West. Thank you guys. Sorry if I missed anyone. Sometimes these platforms are difficult to follow. Let's get a couple over on um, on YouTube. We'll hop right back into the calls. Holden Mulray says, Hi, Truth Seekers. I can usually identify the base instincts behind bad behavior, but I am at a loss as to why so many people accept and push critical theory. What is the motive? Thoughts? Uh, God bless. Well, um, if the rest of the chatters are to be believed, the motive is vengeance. I I think the motive is strictly uh, power play. I think people are trying to grab power, gain power. And if you can play racial victim or really any victim, but victimization is a currency. It's a path to power. And I think that's what people are after. It's the only currency. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I I think it's just that racial, yeah, racial victimization is the fashionable one right now. Better call hall. Uh, yeah, Better Call Hall says, uh, what celebrity does Ping 2 most look like? That's an interesting question. Danny DeVito. It's, it's pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty close. Dead ringer. Uh, I guess I haven't <laughs> thought of that. I don't know if you have a celebrity doppelganger. Uh, you have to say somebody Asian because, as you know. Oh, uh, yes. Um, I don't know. Who Who would it be? I don't the know. girl who played Mulan. Oh, I was going to say, who was the guy who played Mr. Miyagi? <laughs> okay. Dale Jones says, it's ironic that the left calls us Nazis, yet they are creating the same fear and mistrust that existed then in this country in 2021. I agree 100%. Uh, Barry Dwarak says, YouTube censors Honkler. Well, I guess you got Honkler what? through. It's in the oh. chat. Uh, Freddie Sauce. Uh, thank you, Barry. Freddie Sauce says, how relieved uh, do you think that chick that Dante Wright robbed is now that he can't come jog by and retaliate for calling <laughs> the cops on him? I imagine she was nervous up until about a week ago. Well, 
Uh, yeah, that that it, it it would be very interesting for those of journalistic resources. Um, and frankly, I it's a project someone like me should probably take on. I don't really have a great excuse, something to think about. Could you track down the people like the woman that Jacob Blake uh, allegedly digitally? raped or sexually assaulted or in this case the woman that was held up by um by dante wright or every time someone says digitally raped i have to think about it for a second like, yeah yeah finger wait, rape. sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um or the the uh, pregnant chick that george floyd pointed the gun at her stomach like, it'd be interesting yeah, to talk to these people pistol whipped. yeah yeah oh she did get pistol whipped i thought she got pistol whipped by his accomplice oh like, i could be wrong uh, Black Magic says, uh, where'd you go? I miss you so. Seems it's been forever since you've been gone. Please come back home. Happy belated birthday, oh. uncle. You can't. This uncle, okay. <laughs> Sorry your day has been ruined by degenerate smot pokers. Well, and of course, uh, I guess the day has been reclaimed because now it's um, now it's George Floyd Justice Day forever and always. Let's see. Um Fitting. Ovid says looking for a looking to commission a line drawing for engagement related purposes. If there are artists around message at official Ovid on Twitter, thanks unrelated, but I'm okay with this verdict Uh, unrelated. I'm okay with this verdict, but if Kyle sees the inside of a prison, burn it down. Well, it'd be interesting. uh, Ovid, maybe we can, um, or send me an email or maybe we can talk about it sometime. I I, I guess I wouldn't have considered a manslaughter conviction outrageous. I kind of expected that to be be honest but i do consider the murder uh convictions outrageous that's my personal opinion but yeah i I was shocked i feel stupid for not seeing it coming i i yeah i don't know last one for now says uh neo and uh, neil and realist says rifles are 300 homicides a year so we ban assault rifles knives are 1500 homicides a year knife fights are schoolyard fights why police (laughs) shot micaiah or whatever her name is the knife girl dem take yeah they were literally def- saying there were certain select blue checks on twitter saying oh you know young high school girls they have fights all the time and sometimes it's with knives girls will be girls yeah fuck you what, how do you think what? i lost this eye <laughs> did, you, did you see kathy griffin is like oh yeah like that you never saw a knife fight in high school i'm like bitch where the fuck did you go to high school no, maybe that explains her decapitation photo maybe that was typical behavior yeah explains a hell of a lot <laughs> all right back to the calls and we'll get to chat later thank you for your patience guys uh initial d you're up next if you're ready hello hi matt hi um mrs christensen i guess and then hi blonde hello. if blonde's right. still around i don't know if blonde's she is in the chat. is, is <laughs> yeah. she still hanging out okay mm-hmm. all right so matt i got a problem with you okay so i can't find anything that we disagree on right <laughs> oh come and on the there's gotta point, be the whole, there's gotta be something so yeah. the whole that means i'm not internet, doing a good job yeah the whole, the whole point of the internet is argue with strangers so i'm gonna yeah, find yeah. something and we're gonna argue okay all right so i guess i have two topics or one you want sounds more interesting one should everyone have the right to vote and then two Ooh. two i have a um like a situation all right let's say a criminal breaks into my house yes uh, i'm right there holding a gun criminal goes oh shit runs away i think it is morally and ethically fine to shoot that guy as he's fleeing Legally, you're not allowed to do that, but I think you are more ethically. Hmm. So, are those two topics? Sure, what do you think? Sounds more interesting. Ooh, they both are interesting to me. I uh, how about uh, I will defer to my wife's choice. 
Take oh God! Pick. Don't let me nice. choose. No, that, no, actually, that's terrible. Making a woman choose the bold oh, choice. God. Yeah, that's that's a never-ending uh, effort. You're right. So I have to make the choice. <laughs> I was going to say the choices. <laughs> I'm not choosing yet. What do you want for dinner after this? Would be the next question that'll we'll never get a response to. Um, uh, okay, so I think I'm interested in the moral case for again hypothetically, Susan. Not that anyone's advocating this, but the philosophical moral case for shooting the retreating person, because I'm with you insofar as if you trespass, especially intentionally, but even if it's accidental, the second that you are raiding someone else's property or at least on their property without permission uh, to be there, I think that um, I think that that property owner is, def- is, is justified in defending their property rights. But if you are leaving, running away, uh, I guess I, I'd want to hear the case on that. So my first question is you catch them on your property or they've broken into your house. Are they, did they steal something and they're running away or they're just running away empty handed? Um, either way. So I guess to make this as, um, I guess morally complex as possible. We'll say they took nothing. They just okay. So they walked through the door or through the window, and you happen to be there, and now they're like, "Oh shit!" and ran away. Did they damage your property? Um, I guess let's say no. Okay, so they they just let's say your front door was open. They walked through it. They decided, "I'm out. I don't want to do this," and they they yeah. left. Okay. I'm trying to make this as hard on me as possible. So okay. we'll say no. Yeah, yeah. One foot inside the door, and then they left. Okay, so, so what's the case? Okay, well, here, here okay, I guess this is how I... Here's the moral case that I make, right? This person has clearly shown that they don't care about my rights. So why should I care about theirs? Well, I, that, I don't think that that's a solid argument. Let's put it this way. Even if, a, if you have a murderer on trial, we still care about his rights to a fair trial, do we not? Sure. Right. We, we care about those rights because we have a moral obligation to those rights. Sure. I guess that, that's fair. If we can, if, if that luxury is afforded to us, but in the same way that we don't find the cops shooting somebody to be bad, like you know, an actual criminal in the process of a crime to be bad for the same reason, like that person didn't get due trial, but no one considers that cop shooting to be bad. Well, but at the same time, it's not any crime. Like someone shot for stealing a Snickers. I think generally we would have some issues with, they'd have to be threatening someone's life or, some other sort of situation. Okay. You know? That's fair. So in this case, they'd have to be showing that they are, this criminal is showing that they have, I guess, violent intent. Mm-hmm. So that that's what you're saying. That's only it'd be okay. Well, it's, see to me, when someone has removed themselves from the situation, the, the immediate threat against you is eliminated. And my Agreed, response, I don't know when they're going to come back. Well, that's true. And, I, I, and to I, avoid having that problem, I'm about to care of it now because I place my, my life over someone who clearly doesn't care about. Sure. I, I think that that person should be arrested. I think that, uh, I don't even think that you'd be unjustified in tailing that person and seeing to their arrest, but just shooting them dead. I don't know that I can get on board with that. Okay. So if, if they were instead violent, they broke in, maybe they had a gun themselves. Now, mm-hmm. now I'm okay to do that. Or Ooh, if this is interesting. Away, like, let's or say, away, or sorry, if they're running away, I can't, no matter what. Well, that's, yeah, I'd have to think about that. Let's say someone breaks into your house, uh, threatens your wife at gunpoint, and then leaves when you show up. Um, would yeah. you be justified in following him and shooting him? I would say yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Because, <laughs> again, I don't know when they're going to come back. But, I don't know. Will we arrest him? Will we put him on trial? Well, I could see the case 
I think it's very difficult to write a law that would cover that sort of situation without exposing yourself to a whole lot of gray area in terms of people's freedom to kill other people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But um, I mean, if they're on your, your property, it's hard for me to fault the property owner. Oh, there's still okay. situations. They're fleeing, but they're on your property. So they haven't like entered uh, okay. the street. Or I guess something. So if they have left your property, then I guess it gets more complex. But mm. uh, see, again, I guess it comes down to how bad was the crime they were committing while they're yeah, breaking yeah. your, like, your property. But uh, I don't know, man, it's hard for me to care about this person. That's, that's that's on someone else's property committing a crime. It's hard for me to care about them and to not want that person to place their rights in their life over this person who obviously doesn't care as much about these rights. Sure. Yeah, no, I'm with you with that. Like as a broad principle, I just think there has to probably be some more, something more specific to it because I'll just, I'll defer back to the same example. Um, someone who comes into your Seven Eleven store and steals a Snickers bar doesn't care about your rights in the way that you're describing. And I agree that they're morally wrong. Um, the yeah. response to shoot him dead as he's leaving, I, I think would be too far now, but the challenge to me okay, is to explain they, what's the distinction between what is what's, they don't respect your rights. What's the distinction between the Snickers bar and the, yeah, they held exactly. you up at gunpoint for the Snickers bar. They well, didn't just grab also, it. Right. Also, they used to hang people back in the day for stealing stuff. Now, granted, yeah, yeah. if you stole, stole somebody's yeah. horse, cause their horse was kind of livelihood, but yeah. like, still, so like, is it, if they still certain amount of like a certain monetary amount, then it's okay. I just, <sighs> well, I, th- I think, uh, we'll, we'll probably have to table this for now. Cause I think both of us probably lack the, 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 precise specifics to give this the definition it needs but i think yeah. i think we're somewhere area, close to the same page uh, ping do you should, should we uh defend ourselves <laughs> in our honor or what should we do does it involve jogging uh, are there <laughs> <laughs> are there uh oh, construction now. sites to be viewed i don't i, know. Did, I didn't i didn't say the I guy coming in was a jogger yeah. <laughs> well all bets well, are off at that's that my point. line no it's kidding well they did but this is what you're talking about is actually very uh, similar to that situation with the McMichaels and Ahmad Arbery. Now that's a yeah. little bit complicated because as far as I understand, Ahmad Arbery did not enter their property. I think it was someone else's, if I recall the fact pattern correctly, but the concept of say pursuit and citizens arrest in that way is, uh, is much along the themes that you're, that you're talking about. Yeah. So, okay. So if they resist arrest, what do you do? Because in the case of them fleeing my property, if I say freeze, stop, I'm, I'm, I'm arresting you, and they keep that's running. interesting. Now, like if, if the to? citizen's arrest is lawful, is f- escalation of force based on resistance also lawful? Because oh, man, this if is they, uh, if if they agree in the rights to due process, and shouldn't they stop right there? And since they're not, they've shown that I care about my property, my life, hmm. or due process. So how about now? Uh, you got me. The McMichaels did nothing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there you no, go. I appreciate the thought exercise. I, I have to keep it moving just because I, I, yeah, I don't I know that I can give this the specifics that it deserves right now, yeah, but I appreciate thinking about it. Like you said. Yeah, yeah. All right. I, feel like, I feel like we agree too much, so I'll, find, I'll be back and we'll, I'll okay. find something. I'll well, uh, just uh, I, let me suggest spanking. Yes, <laughs> we, should, we should spank all circumcised porn. There, there you go. Thank you. Up. Appreciate it. All right. Good night, guys. You all have a good one. Thanks, man. Well, that was an interesting thought exercise. Yeah. I like that one. Well, he probably thinks that Michelle Obama is a chick. <laughs> there you go <laughs> once steven crowder does that episode here. michelle obama has a giant penis change my change mind, my mind. <laughs> not that uh, i am 100 percent grabbing popcorn to tune in to watch that episode okay i uh, like it gideon hawk gideon hawk you're good to go if you're ready hey matt and wife 
Hello. Good to talk to you guys. Yeah, how are you uh, doing? Good. So uh, how about, it's not tea time with Gary and Terry, but how about Bible time with Greg? Sure. So, so I'm, congratulations again on your pregnancy. I oh, have thank three, you. three thank kids. Um, I'm going to tell a Bible story I figured might be interesting. It's an interesting story. Um, one suggestion for you, for your um, kid, once it arrives, um, a great um, radio theater show by Focus on the Family in Colorado called Adventures in Odyssey. They do radio the radio theater. It's at witsend.org. Okay. W-A-T-S-E-N-D.org. Sure. Great biblical stories, fun, exciting. Anyway, so I'm going to go interesting story in the book of Judges in the Bible, in the Old Testament. So this okay. is after the Israelites have gone from, you know, left from Egypt and gone into the promised land and taken over, taken over the land that God had promised them. And basically how they, so they have God's laws and God, you know, told them how to live, but it's interesting. So they had judges that kind of helped um, decide disputes between the people. And mm -hmm. like Moses was the first judge. So any people that had disputes would come to him and he would settle the disputes. And, but anyway, I'll fast forward. Basically what had happened was God's, God's people, eventually they turned from God and, and observing, serving other gods. So God would send basically outlying. So for instance, this is in uh, Judges uh, chapter four. So it basically says the the Lord sold them into the hands of Jabin, king of Canaan, because they did evil in the eyes of the Lord. And they said they had a commander of, of the king's army was Sisera, and he had 900 iron chariots and cruelly, cruelly oppressed the Israelites for 20 years. So in, in the book of Judges, basically what you have, you have the God's people basically turn and serve other idols. They say, ah, we don't want to serve God anymore. Hmm. And then God sends somebody in from the outside to either oppress them or take their stuff. or So then they say, oh, you know, we've they finally realize that they've done wrong. So they cry out to God for help. And basically on all these stories, God answers them and sends them a judge to basically route, you know, whoever the, are, are the, the people that are there. So here we have um, this king of Canaan who has a, you know, army led by Sisera, like I said, 900 iron chariots. And the judge in this story is a woman named Deborah. So, you know, blonde's not here. So I think be an interesting <laughs> she story might be, for her. But, she might be listening and angry. I don't know. But it's, it's, an, it's a really interesting story. So God does great things with women in the Bible, but also, so let's, let's, let's move on. So basically Deborah's, she's the judge here holding court and, and resolving disputes uh, from the people. But basically, she sends for a guy named Barak um, and said to him, says, the Lord, the God of Israel, command you, go take with you 10,000 men and lead the way to Mount Tabor. And it says, God tells her to tell him, I will lure Sisera, the commander of Jabin's army, with his chariots and troops to the Kishon River and give him into your hands. So Deborah's telling Barak that God gave them over. But Barak says, he says, to Deborah, if you go with me, I will go. But if you don't go with me, I won't go. 
So basically, Deborah's telling him, go, you know, go fight Sisera, and God's going to give him in your hands. But he chickens out hmm. and says, he'll only go if Deborah goes with him. <laughs> so I've, it's kind of interesting. So he says, oh, and she says, okay. So they go over to him. They have 10,000 men. They go at Sisera, who's got, like I said, 9,000, not 9,000, 900 iron chariots. And they're going to meet him at the um, river. And Der- Deborah says to Barak, uh, go, this is the day the Lord has given Sisera into your hands. Um, they went down a mountain and basically, basically the Lord routed Sisera and all his chariots and the army by the sword. And what's interesting, one, they were they went down kind of, well, let me. We'll, we'll, sorry, we'll probably have to wrap forward. this up a little sure. soon here. But so what's the, if you had what's to the, summarize this, what's well, the takeaway lesson? Okay, so basically they defeat the army, but Sisera gets away, and he finds this uh, woman who's not an Israelite, and she, and she has a tent, and basically knows she's she's sympathetic to the Israelites who are under this oppression. So she finds Sisera, and she says, "Here, hide in my tent." And she says, "Here's some milk. Take sleep here and hide in my tent." Well, while he's sleeping, she takes a tent peg and and hammers it into his head. Okay. Wow. All and, right. And kills the king. But Deborah said to Barak, says, because she says, because you didn't trust God, I'm going to give your enemy's hand into by the hand of a woman. Hmm. So and then they sing about the, the victory and whatever. And and then they had peace for 40 years. until. So, so for Israel our sins, we again. will we will die at the hand of uh, female cops mistaking. uh <laughs> Guns for tasers. That's no, where we're all heading. basically what I'm saying is because because Barak didn't trust God, God gave the victory to a woman. Hmm. So you know if if you know if if men if we husbands and men and you know do our part and trust God and go out there, I'm not and with our women behind us, like you, Matt, and your wife, and your marriage with your yeah, kids, yeah. you know, and 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 serving god he'll and and trust him and live for him he'll give us well, the victory well thank you i think that, in the end that's what we can look toward yeah not, maybe that's a white pill maybe yeah that is know. that is a great lesson <laughs> and um and and honestly i think that the fact that we've deviated from that lesson is at the basis of a lot of our social problems men need women and women need men and they generally are most happy in their sort of traditional roles and that's not to say everyone needs to be forced into that but yes, it, it is, is. <laughs> but it is to say I that um, I think I can speak for both of us to say that our quality of life has increased greatly because of each other. And there are certain natural roles that we just assume and we're both happy with that. I don't think either one of us choose. I think it's part of the natural state of the of the world and it's sort of roles that we just fall into. So I agree with the lesson 100 percent based on my own and experience. One, one quick thing just to. Just it's it's quick um, to look up at some time you and your wife uh, Martin Luther, you know from the the Christian Reformation and yeah. his wife Catherine I think. Mm-hmm. Look into look into their relationship. It's, it's sure. pretty pretty cool. Well, thank you for the wisdom. We appreciate it. Have thank a good you. night. Entered. Okay, thanks guys. Bye. Thank you, man. Okay, I think I can get a quick. So, anyways, one. back to Michelle Obama's penis. <laughs> right. <laughs> back to what to what matters uh and though and honestly the remarkable tone in her back muscles 
Oh, God. It's incredible. A linebacker shoulders, you know? <laughs> that one uh, photo, man. It, yeah. That white dress. <laughs> There's no better piece of evidence. <laughs> Michigan expat, you're good to go if you're ready. Good evening, Matt. How are you? And good evening, Mrs. Christensen. Ah, I thought you were going to ignore me, and I was going to say that's base. Uh, of course not. <laughs> and of course, and you know, hello, the blonde. Obviously, she's not. Uh, she's not broadcasting tonight. Uh, well, for one thing, you know, I wanted to congratulate you on the child that you got uh, on the way. Oh, thanks. And uh, and you know, I, I'm going to tell you, you know, it is harder trying to convince some people that you don't need to go about wearing face diapers. It's harder to do that than it is to convince a three year old that monsters don't exist. I mean, that is something that you have to look forward to as a parent is trying to convince your three-year-old that monsters don't exist i mean yeah i have you know i have a i have a cousin like you know 10 to 15 years younger than me you know i had to babysit him once and you know he just kept wanting to go about you know going on about you know whatever monster under his bed or whatever i was just like you know what here's a crucifix here's a vial of holy water here's a rosary <laughs> made out of garlic cloves yeah, yeah. here's some purifying ash you know some, something something uh, comes at you yeah toss that stuff at him and you uh, shout uh, the power of christ compels you a few times and uh you know let, let me know how let me know how that goes um that would be my but, greatest uh, fatherhood dilemma is if my young child decided that face masks keep him safe from monsters under his bed. Oh, what do I do? Disowned. What do I do? We, yeah. we give it up for adoption. I want him to sleep peacefully, but uh, can I allow such no. things? Yeah. <laughs> no pussy children. It's just, you know, man, it's like I am kind of past the point of feeling defeated and I'm at the point where, you know, I'm going to start doing what I can to address the situation we're all in and, you know, push back but i I think i think we do have to yeah for as much as we are generally leave me alone type people how how did this become the normal uh the the how did this become normal how did this become something we've all accepted because it's been beaten into us for a year and i don't know that it's ever going to go back by people just uh just kind of relaxing and it goes back to i think that you have to, to the extent that normal was redefined somewhat forcefully, even though I yeah. take no joy in this and it really goes against everything. I, Oh crap. I have a dog invader in here. I left the oh, door nice. cracked. I don't want to be <laughs> forceful. Yeah. I don't want to be forceful, but I, I worry yeah. that it might be necessary. Let me uh, get, well here. Oh, oh, no, he left. Okay. Let me shut the door. <laughs> Carry on one moment. Let me know when you're good. Let's see. Okay, yeah, our back, dog is taking turns scratching on both of our needs attention. Anyway, okay, so um, before we let you go, what's your confrontation plan? Well, I mean, these days I carry around a portfolio of you know articles talking about you know how masks are actually no well number one they don't do what they purport to do, but number two they're actually bad for your health between you know you know huffing your own uh, huffing your own gas and uh, you know your own bacteria and stuff. I mean, it's like, you know, if someone approaches me, I'm definitely pulling the portfolio. But honestly, I'm, I'm starting to think maybe I should take a preemptive uh, stance. And like, I, you know, I go I go to the manager of each store that I shop at. I give them the whole entire portfolio articles to go through and be like, you know, you know, here, this is the problem. Here's why this is the problem. Here's why we should stop doing this. Here's how we're actually putting people at more risk. We're, we're putting people at risk, you know, to cause to themselves what we're, you know, actually trying to avoid, which is, you know, between, you know, illness and death and, you know, whatever else. I mean, I mean, that's, that's about the best plan I have right about now um, is just distributing, you know, whatever literature, literature that I have. I mean, other than mm-hmm. that, you know, the only other ideas I have, I mean, involve, you know, spray paint and pavement. So uh, <laughs> and obviously that would, that would probably get me in some legal trouble. Backwards. I, just that. <clears throat> but, I mean, I mean, yeah, man, it's like, uh, it's like, uh, 
you know, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to behave myself here. You know, I, you know, I have, I have, yeah, I have some of your merch, you know, some, some of your, some of your episodes are saved on my computer. I mean, if, if I do something bad, you know, it's probably gonna be traced back to you. So that's okay. That's fine. That's fine. Before we let you go, I don't mean to put you on the spot ping, but are you comfortable sharing the story of the insane lady who confronted you over mask stuff? Or is that oh too God, personal? Do I have to? No, it's well, not too I think, personal. It I think people would enjoy right? the story, and I think Michigan expat here would enjoy the story of, oh, of just yeah. how crazy these people are. And to the oh, point yeah, that yeah. it's probably not going to go go back to normal by just sitting back and waiting for normal. No, you, no, get that. You want to tell the story? This lady was so crazy. Mm. Yeah, you, you you tell it because I'll well, get mad if I tell no, it. No, I mean you. Ex- I was not there, uh, and this okay. frankly, this lady's lucky that I was not. But just you, you work yeah. in a. a, a it, okay, can I yeah. say what kind of store you work in? That's probably fair. Like, uh, sure, I work in kind of like a like a, gr- a, health, a grocery kind store, of a, a grocery yeah, store, kind of like mm. the kind of the so so this crazy liberal side of it and and you just you haven't much cared about masks for a while you're pretty relaxed about it although you know you kind of have one hanging off your face half the time who me personally or the store you i'm setting the context for how this lady went after you (laughs) oh yeah i just stopped wearing it even though i technically have to for work i just don't Mm. (laughs) i yeah i just don't so i wasn't wearing it and uh she just walked up to me and stood there while I was doing something for, you know, I don't know, an uncomfortable amount of time until I acknowledged her existence. Oh, and I was like, hi, is there anything I could do to help? You know, whatever. And she just said, um, aren't you supposed to be wearing a mask? And I just like, I just, one of those days, I knew if I said anything, it would be, it would be bad. So I just looked at her dead in the eyes and I just sloppily put my mask half on my face and then turned back to what I was doing. And then she proceeded to run around screaming her head off about how I <laughs> was coughing all over everything and sneezing mm. and contaminating and then went up to the information desk and made somebody else from our department uh, bring her groceries up front for her because I had uh, contaminated everything with my germs or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and, that's and, just neurotic. And well, and then the next like someone else brings that's these, these, <laughs> these items up that she wanted and that, that other employee is wearing a mask and she says, uh, well, at least you're a smart girl. I'm telling you, like, <laughs> Oh yeah. Okay. If this, if this bitch would have confronted us when we were shopping instead of you working, mm-hmm. th- this would have got bad. Uh, well, so it's, maybe it's a good thing guy. that I wasn't there. I don't know. Maybe the one guy that was following us around the store, just like yeah, staring at that's us a, from a distance. That's a whole other story. Anyway, yeah. Michigan expat, right. I'll give you a final thought if you want it. Just, yeah, man. I mean, I avoid any store these days that requires face diapers. And a lot of times, even then, I still go in to shop uh, rather late at night. Um, I mean, I, obviously, I, I still have more more face diaper stories for you, obviously, for another call. Sure. Obviously, but, yeah, yeah. but yeah, I mean, for the most part, I mean, I'm I'm pretty non-confrontational. But I mean, you know, there, there's, there's some conversations we, you know, we need to start having with people as far as I'm concerned. So, yeah. Well, thank you for the thoughts, man. And thank you for fighting the good fight. <laughs> oh, you bet. Good evening. Take care. You too. Have a good night. Um, I'm a little bit behind on chat. So I tell you what, chat says we're not doing email questions tonight. I will return to chat in about 20 minutes when we're through with calls. I appreciate your patience. I know some of them been hanging around for a little while. We will get to all of them. <laughs> I'm like breaking out in hives, just reliving and giving the abridged version of that fucking story. I mean, just <laughs> like, okay. So just, just to recap, so lady gets red. 
lady gets confrontational with an employee at the store and is so angry that she makes up a story about that employee coughing on products <laughs> in the grocery store and then demands that someone get fresh uh, stuff from the back to bring it up to her. And by the way, this grocery store, much like many across the country, if not close to all, offers full curbside service. Order online, right. order over phone. They'll gather everything for you. They'll bring it to your car for a grand total of zero dollars <laughs> and zero cents. This right. lady could this lady and her neuroticism could be perfectly accommodated without ever coming in contact with a single person other than the store employee bringing her groceries to her car. But because she but has instead, such a like the childless cunt that she is, she decides to stroll in on Easter Sunday and harass that's right. people. I forgot for it was Easter Sunday too. What a fucking bitch. <laughs> yeah. That, it was oh unbelievable. God. I'm breathing. I, but it Sorry. just goes to show these are people who have this bizarre pathological need to control others. And as much as I just want to say, leave me the hell alone, bitch, to the extent they have that urge and that need, leave me alone doesn't work. They're going to have to be... <laughs> the the, the rattlesnake is going to have to bite them is what I'm saying. It's going to have to happen. The more pregnant I get, the more <laughs> interesting this is going to be for me. I suppose. I'm, I'm not going to fucking wear that thing. And <laughs> some lady or some cucked dude is going to cross me on the wrong hormonal day and I'm going to lose my shit. Yeah. Well, uh, the, the more oh. you start to show, um, probably the less... Uh, Probably the less people are going to confront you about anything, I would hope. Anyway. Imagine harassing a visibly pregnant chick. Yeah, put we'll on see. her mask. We'll see if it happens. Her. Do it for your baby, yeah. she said before I pistol whipped her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. All Shade right. is Shade is up next. <sighs> I'm breathing. For for you to for you to pistol whip, you'd have to carry, and I still have to work on you to do that. So what are you talking about? Don't. I'm not a cook, chap. <laughs> anyway, talking about shade. You there? Yeah, I'm here. What's up? What's on your mind? So, um, I mean, given the the Derek Chauvin case, I think it's a it's a maybe a good time to talk about. I think that conservative leaning people have a really difficult red pill to swallow regarding the police. Hmm. I okay. think it's like the size of an egg, hmm. and I think that it's. Like, it makes sense to defend and stand for police as a structure, mm -hmm. but individual police officers are protecting individual police officers, especially people who are just not great police officers. It, to me, I, it, it just, it rubs me the wrong way, like terribly. Well, do you think um, that was present in this case? Because I, I actually would say the opposite in this case. I think police went out of their way to throw them under the bus. Um, And I think that, so... Derek Chauvin had 17 on-file complaints about him, right? And police stations, police in general, will try to do everything they can to have a, a complaint not show up. So for 17 to land on a guy is huge, right? Well, like, is that's a is big it though? Thing. Because because you every police interaction is with someone who is having a bad time and not very right. happy. It's non-consensual for, for sure. Like no one wants to be stopped by the police. Right. Yeah. So um, I follow this guy, Robert Barnes, right? He, he's a lawyer. Sure. He does really, Love really him. good work. Um, yeah, yeah. I, me too. And he said that when he interacts with police, the first thing that tells him whether or not he's working with a good cop or not is whether or not, or the number of reports that they have. So if they've been on the force for like X number of years, they should have like one complaint every two to three years. Right. 
And so typically speaking, a police officer shouldn't have more than five in general, unless they've been on the force for a long time and those are accumulated over a long period of time. So 17 for someone Chauvin's age is terrible, right? That's, that's the first indication that you're working with a corrupt officer. But, but, which, but, oh, would, oh, go ahead. A couple of things I would, I would want to clarify, though. Certainly that's got to be location dependent. Like I would say 17 in Bozeman, Montana, probably different than 17 in Minneapolis. And that may be the case, but the, that standard that he generated is is like the lowest bar. Does that I make don't sense? know. I, I can envision a situation in which a lot of people lobby unjustified complaints against police, and I wouldn't grant them as credible unless I saw the details of every single one. That's true. But the issue is not necessarily the, the credibility of each individual one, which, you know, if you wanted to to take away some kind of rights that he has, definitely you want to give him due process. But it's mm-hmm. the same situation with Bill Cosby, right? Like sometimes the number of accusations can be the evidence, right? I don't Especially know. When See, an I, overwhelming I, number. I, and I think the, I think the evidence <laughs> against Cosby was actually pretty right. weak. Like we have unpopular opinion about that. Case. Sure. But uh, I mean, that, that may be the case. Oh, that's just one thing though. So the first thing that that's like the first thing, right? And the especially, well, like, here's the thing. And this, and this is not to say that Cosby is, uh, I'm not saying he's an innocent man or like a good man, but, but I am saying that if you're, of, if you're, if you're somebody of a celebrity status, um, off of whom a lot of people can gain much uh, volume of accusation, I think is especially, I, I would be especially skeptical of that when, when it's that sort of situation, rich, well-known sure. guy with a lot to pay out to a lot of people, a lot of people line up to cash in when they see blood in the water, you know? Yep. And I would say that that's definitely, uh, the case for Cosby, but definitely not the case for Chauvin. Um, but that's just like one one aspect, right? So my point there is I don't think that Chauvin's necessarily the kind of guy who's going to stick his neck out for an individual. And I don't necessarily think that he's someone that's worth rallying around to defend. I think that it makes sense to de- defend the process. And I think the process was definitely violated here. Um, and I would definitely defend the courts, the judicial system. But Chauvin himself is not someone that I, I find myself ever... But I, I don't, don't, I don't I hear a lot defend. of people making that argument. I don't have enough argument. information to make yeah. that sort of judgment call. Is there uh, is, is there anybody saying Derek Chauvin is an awesome guy and I'm defending him because of who he is rather than based on the principles of how he was treated by our justice system? Um, I don't necessarily. So of the of the people who are publicly speaking about it, I don't think so. But the people that I speak to individually, mm-hmm. right? Like, I would say that what they tried to do was defend what he did as good police work, right? And I can I can see that you would say, well, maybe what he did wasn't murder, but for you to say that what he did was a good thing and like watching that video that he, he didn't make any mistakes and he followed his training, like he followed his training for a little bit. And then at some point in his training, he kind of got stuck on the page and he didn't turn the page and do the next thing. Right. Like Floyd, I I guess, but, but I guess to me, the criticism I would have for Chauvin is so minuscule in comparison to the responsibility I would place on George Floyd for his own death. Yes, yes, yes. So whether or not you find him to be, whether or not you find that he committed murder or not, right? Putting, putting that on the side, I would mm-hmm. say that what he displayed was poor police work. And I would say it's, it's exceptionally bad police work. And that's fine. Um, you know, I, I, and right. So is, 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 is that murder too? You know, that's the question. N- no, but to me, that's not the question. The question is this, should we be blindly defending and allying ourselves with police in general because and, well, I, and but i don't think a, a lot of people are doing that i i oh I, I think a lot of people are doing that i think i, I think that's a huge thing right because i don't know i guess i guess people i'm 
people that I listen to are talking about the, the, the process of justice in this case, not, I mean, there are the back the blue type people, but I just, I don't see that as the core argument frequently. Okay. So there, there are a large number of people who would say that this, this police officer performed well, that he did good police work. And there are a lot of people in the country, and this is a super, super common theme that because of this, um, this verdict that every police officer should be scared, right? So if you're doing good police work, mediocre police work, or poor police work, this case shows you that you can't win. And I don't think that that's the case. Oh, I, I 100% think, that think doing, that's the case. So I, I, I think every police officer police has a target work, on his back. Okay, do, do you think that, that good that police be, work is, is possible in Minneapolis? I don't. Good police work, it, not by the standards that you're advocating. I'm saying to the extent that that community is going to say that's a good cop. Right. This, this, this is the red pill that I think people need to swallow. I think people are looking at the police like they're something that they're not. And I think everyone is agreeing that police are something and like left and the right agree that police are one way. And I think that police are not that way. And everybody needs to, to really figure this out. Um, there was this guy in New York a couple of years ago. His name was Joe Lozito, right? And I don't know if you heard this case, but there's this, I can't remember what the name of the guy, the, the, the perpetrator was, but there was someone going around stabbing people and killing people. It was a serial mm-hmm. murderer, something like that. And the police were on the lookout. Like every police officer in New York that night was who wasn't on another case or on the beat specifically was out actually on the street looking for this guy. So there are two police officers on a subway and their task at that exact moment was to look for this guy who was attacking people. Now, this guy that they're looking for is in the other train or in the other car of the train. He sees the police officer and he starts going crazy, pacing back and forth, saying incoherent things. Mm-hmm. He comes across Joe Lozito and he punches him in the face and he takes a knife out and he starts stabbing Joe Lozito. So Joe looks at the police and he says, help me, help me, help me. And the police look at them and they don't, they don't cross the car. They just stay there. They recognize the guy as the guy that they're supposed to be going after, right? This is the man that they're on the lookout for and they don't do anything to intervene. After Joe realizes that nothing's going to happen, he uses whatever MMA skills he has from doing jujitsu. He subdues the, the attacker, puts him on the ground. The police come in after the fact, arrest him. They lie. They say that they were there helping from the beginning. And only is their story, and this is like on the stand, like they perjure themselves. After everyone else around them says, no, that's not what happened. Joe subdued them. Then you came in after the fact. They, they go back and correct their statement, right? They remember what happened. This went up to the Supreme Court because Joe sued them. And Joe said, these police officers had a duty to apprehend this man. And he was attacking me. He was in the commission of a crime. And the Supreme Court said that it doesn't matter like what is stacked in your favor here. The police never have a responsibility to protect you or to stop yeah. the crime in progress. Yeah, and that, it, that is important for everyone to remember. No matter your, your faith in police, whether you believe them to be quasi-superheroes who will save the day no matter what, or whether you're someone who um, is skeptical of them no matter what, they, they don't have a duty to protect you. And they are humans. They're humans just like the rest of us. They make mistakes. Um, bad things happen. And anybody who is uh, sacrificing self-reliance in favor of really anybody uh, assuming that responsibility for you or, or, and certainly police officers are a possibility there. Anybody doing that is a fool and you need to be self-reliant over everything. And then we can talk about the police after that. Right. So my point is, is the police exactly like you said, are not there to protect you. They're not there to stop a crime in progress. I mean, they have the authority to do that. They don't necessarily have the responsibility to do that, especially they, they the clean up messes. They, they really do. I, I heard the, the term custodians used the other day, which is that's, 
perfect. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They, and Correct. It, and that's not taking a shot at police. That's just the reality that most of the time they're responding to a crime that has occurred rather than intervening in a crime in progress. Right. So when people say that, like, if we don't back the blue, if we don't um, defend police officers, if we don't stand with our officers, that crime is inherently going to go up. Like, I understand that point. And to some extent, that might be true. But the police's primary function, right? Their main function is to catch people who have already committed crimes. So they're after the fact. Yeah, so whatever I, I crime spike happens as a result of police not doing their job is going to be secondary crimes committed by people who weren't locked up originally, right? So if the yeah, if I think there's a lot of that. We, we we'll have to wrap this up, and I got to let you go. But sure. real quick, if you want a last word, no, that's everything. Um, All right. Well, thank you for the thoughts, man. Yeah. Have a great night. All right, later. Okay, M M Sanello, M Sanello is up next. I've, Sorry, did you have? No, I, was, never mind. Don't want to open like that you door. Had a, seems like you had <laughs> I a thought. Have lots of okay, we'll talk well, about it later. <laughs> oh, privately. Okay, M Sanello, what's on your mind, man? So, um, just briefly, um, since you're having so much trouble with YouTube and you wanted to find a free speech platform, mm-hmm. and since I know the, that the thing you love hearing most from your callers is, you know, advice <laughs> on how to run your show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have you, have you, do you know anything? Are you familiar with Odyssey? Yeah. I have an Odyssey channel. Cool. Uh, do you think you'll be looking to live stream on to Odyssey ever? Because I, I don't think they have friends with the owner and CEO. Do they have live streaming function? You. They do. They do. Okay. You basically have I wasn't to, aware. To know, you have, basically have to know Jeremy like I do and ask a favor. Um, um, if they want, if, the if they would program. allow me to send the stream there, I'm willing to give it a shot. I just didn't, I wasn't aware that they had streaming. Yeah, now they do. Uh, this is something they've only just started rolling out. So that's something. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm always open um, to take a look at uh, what, what services are available. Yeah, cool. So the last thing, so one thing I wanted to bring up is that I, I really, and I know this is a bit of a shill. This is really what I wanted to talk about tonight. I'm actually in the middle of reading Andy Knows Unmasked, and mm-hmm. basically everything that's gone on rhetoric-wise that is just an overt subversion of what we know of, it's come out of this Chauvin trial. I mean, he explains in great detail about, in this book that was written months before this, exactly why that's the case and how, how they're doing this on a very deliberate effort. So um, two things real quick, and then I'll just like listen to what you have to say sure first things first orwell orwell who has been on the show a few times he's a user on the discord server we've, oh, yeah, been, yeah. we've talked about having having like a book club um as part mm-hmm. of the server or something like that so i'd love to hear your thoughts on that and the reason i bring that up is because one of the books i would recommend everybody reads andy knows unmasked i don't know if i know it's a total shill but man this book is just i have not read perfectly. the book but of course i i am an appreciator of andy's work and um and so I'm sure it'd be right up my alley. Yeah. So um, that and just want to hear your thoughts on, you know, getting this book, getting a book club started here. Um, yeah. I mean, in general, if there are sort of uh, if there's like organic interest in certain clubs or certain things we can do with the community that people would like my help in facilitating, I'm always open to do that. Um, as far as my ability to to manage it on an ongoing basis, I, I can't do stuff like that because I, I mean, I've, I have. There's only so many things I can do, but if, if, if you're somebody who'd be interested in say taking a leadership role on that or helping me to build some of the base infrastructure to get that going, I'm happy to, to do what I can to get it started. If you want to send me an email. Sure. And uh, part of that email I'll send you to is because uh, what's going, I, I mentioned Odyssey and uh, Jeremy Kaufman, who's the CEO and founder of that. Um, he could really use some love too, because the, is being sued right now by the SEC, and I'll send you an article sometime about oh, that. Oh, yeah. I think uh, Sticks was talking about that a little while ago. I forget the specifics. 
Huh. Um, wow. So I haven't read the actual brief, the actual briefs themselves from the courtroom. Mm-hmm. But if we take library's word for it, I guess what what from what I understand, they're suing him because the blockchain on which he has built li- the library, um, on which he has built Odyssey and Library, he hasn't registering all of the transactions as securities, which is kind of an, a bizarre thing for a what? crypto. What? Right. So basically, it would be the if the SEC is correct and wins this case from what library is saying about the thing, it's going to be basically impossible to, to conduct any sort of crypto transactions in the U S because they're even talking about registering the mining of the actual tokens themselves as registering the securities, which is just an utter impossibility. Good luck. Big daddy government. I'm sure they'll get to that right after they've confiscated all the guns, you know, good luck when you want to try this. Yeah, I mean it's God. it's kind of a big deal though. So hopefully, he no, wins totally. The case and yeah, yeah. I'm following. Yeah, let me know how it goes. I'd, I'd be interested in in seeing how that one turns out. All right, we'll thank you, it. man. Have a good night. See you. All right, Lol Sanan is up next. Lol, you there? Give him just a second. Uh, I don't have a uh, another. Oh, Hello? oh, there we go, Lol. Uh, what's on your mind? How's it going? First, I wanted to congratulate um, Ping Tu on her um, non-gendered uh, half-Asian yeah. clump of cells. Oh, I thank um, you. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll make sure make sure to notify us of the gender in eight, uh, eighteen to twenty-five years. Right. Once um, they decide, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah yes. Um, the second thing I wanted to mention first is the um, the uh, the Amish point that um, someone mentioned a few calls ago. Mm-hmm. Um, as our good friend Brandon said, it's the birth rates, it's the birth rates, it's the birth rates, and Amish women have child- about seven children, so... Wow, I'm good for cons- them. Uh, yeah, so I'm not That's concerned about them. <laughs> um, the, the <laughs> They're our last to- greatest hope for this country, I would say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoever thought that in t- 2200 we'd have an Amish president. Hmm. Um... <laughs> The main thing I wanted to call about is what was your biggest, what's your biggest d- doubt or c- problem with the belief in a God generally or Christian God? I wanted to go first. So, oh, yeah. My idea, uh, it's strange that I'm the partially known as re- the religious guy and the parenting guy, though I have no children and I'm an apatheist at most. <laughs> okay. <But if> <laughs> Yeah, that's honestly so like that. You you know the story of the firstborn Egyptian? Uh, I'm not a great uh, okay. religious text mind, so you have to okay. refresh me. So, so so when Moses said, "Let the uh, Israelite or the Hebrew people go," mm-hmm. he the Pharaoh refused to call down, refused to let them go, and therefore Moses called down X number of plagues. The plagues, yeah. Killing of the firstborn. Yeah. And there's two things there that really bother me. One is the killing of the firstborn Egyptians in its nature, but also the statement that Pharaoh hardened, where God hardened Pharaoh's heart, meaning that it was less likely to do that. And that violates all of my moral precepts, which are, if there's one thing you could say is just evil to do, it's to mass murder children on the order of God. I can't. I talked to a bunch of priests about this, and I just still can't 
come hmm. up with a rationality. And okay, so so your biggest that. doubt is that you you find immorality in religious teachings? Is that what you're saying? Well, no, not religious teachings in the direct actions of God. Oh, so, so that, God that, God himself is an immoral actor, so you reject the the concept. It, 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 I, I, that's why I said apathy. It's, it's, I have some strange thoughts there that I mm. want to flesh out, but it's when um, God ca- calls an angel to kill a child, an unborn, not an unborn, yeah, a, a child. And on an enumerate scale, I don't know how to respond to that. Well, for me, the, the biggest difficulty is making the connection. Uh, so on the one, the connection between natural rights and the Christian uh, version of events or the specifics of Jesus Christ. Let's put it that way. So on the one hand, I think that natural rights, which can be deduced based on observation of the natural world uh, and, uh, and their alignment with in general, at least in my opinion, the, the teachings of Christianity and Jesus Christ, I, I I'm on board with both of those things. Uh, and I'm on board with the idea that natural rights come from some kind of divine origin. I, I, I could, I could, believe that so they kind of they're they're parallel and they align i just i I can't make the connection between the things that i can see in the natural world or deduce from the natural world and connecting it to this specific guy two thousand years ago i'm not even saying that it's improbable or implausible to do that i just don't see the i don't see the link in them yet and perhaps perhaps it's coming i've had a lot of people um point out to me and and i didn't perceive it this way but i'm glad that people emailed me to maybe uh spark some thought in my mind about this when i when i referenced that i that i knew that you were pregnant paying like somebody had just injected knowledge into my mind and it was certain i mean people had asked me well have you considered that the possibility have you considered the possibility that was god speaking to you interesting Uh, i think it was probably pheromones (laughs) i think i think there's probably some biological reality to it I, i don't know but that was that sort of experience where maybe some experiences like that will help me make that connection a little bit better. To me, that's always been the disconnect that I can't quite link up, but I always feel like I'm sort of on the cusp of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I understand that, the trepidation with the old Testament specifically, it's so brutal, but I, I don't know for me personally, like when I step back, when I kind of look at the bigger picture in the, bigger you know i guess moral leanings it it becomes easier to digest if that makes sense like taking it less literally because it is very savage let me let me ask you one question before we have to let you go lol but i'd be curious um obviously you're concerned with degeneracy and immorality and those sorts of things what do you think about the the just decline in religiosity in our society and at least as i perceive it uh, an inverse correlation between religiosity and degeneracy. And I think we're on the I, upside I, of degeneracy and the low side of religiosity right now. Um, I think the woke movement truly reflects the loss of religion, to be honest. It basically is one. Yeah. I, 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 hundred, all the tenets are there. Yeah. So I think that if you, Christianity can survive for 2000 years. If wokeism can survive for 25 years. I'll hmm. be surprised. Right. Um, t- t- two last things I wanted to. We'll have to be uh, really quick, ha- but sure. Ha- happy birthday to the brave hero who killed Hitler. Yeah. Uh, oh my gosh. Born yesterday. 
<laughs> well, I friend. thought Hitler survived in Argentina. Wasn't that what his uh, nephew <laughs> Phil survived. was saying? Yeah. Survive. And I think that everyone should peacefully and uh, most mostly peacefully protest the uh, ATF building in Washington, D.C. Uh, then maybe Joe Biden would say God, with all this stuff going on with Chauvin and the rest, don't forget how crooked the ATF is looking. There's more. You see, there was a leaked document from the ATF oh showing they want to serialize uppers. <laughs> They're planning to deal with ghost guns. There's a lot more detail beyond just Joe's press conference now. Uh, definitely need more peaceful protests. Yeah, the peacefulest. <laughs> Thank you, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Peaceful. Have a good night. You too. Um, the peacefulest, yes. Susan. That's a little more awkward, I think. That's definitely awkward. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ratchet Republican is going to get last word on the calls. Ratchet Republican, I'm glad that you're here because as I say every time that you call, whenever I'm feeling down or discouraged like I am this week, you bring the energy, you bring the fire, you bring the perspective to Ooh, give me I'm a excited. little attitude and perspective boost. So what do you got this week? Oh, thank you so much. Hello, Mrs. Mrs. Christensen. Hello. The lucky lady. Hello, the lucky lady. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, um, I, I just, I just, um, I want to talk about Barack Shafan, but um, I wanted to tie that in with a, with a debate I saw today on slightly offensive. Um, sure. Yeah, uh, it had Hunter Avalon, Vosh, um, oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yes. Hunter, Hunter Avalon, Vosh, Brandon Tatum, and Red Eagle. I don't know if you know who Red Eagle is. I um, don't, but that's guy. so it was it was like a pair versus a pair. Is that what this was? Yes, conservative versus Democrat. Interesting. And they were talking about talking about the black community. And what it showed to me was that how the left they, they brought on you, two white leftists to debate a black guy about the black community. Yeah, you, you, you need oh to watch God. it. <laughs> The way they talked to Brandon Tatum, I don't know how he kept himself together. Cut out of cuss their asses out. Yeah. So, um, you're, I don't know. I don't know if there's this, anything. I, your mic is getting pretty rough for me. I don't know if there's anything to turn down the gain on it or, or anything you can do, but okay. or maybe just speak softly. We'll get through this because it's coming through a little rough for me. But okay, can you hear better now? Oh yeah, yeah. Just give us that uh, ASMR voice. I think we'll be just fine. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Uh, so. They, um, the, the last story about black people is what irritates me the most. They keep going back to this thing about income inequality. And the problem with income inequality is that income inequality is not the exception, it is the rule. In every country, on every planet on, air, on earth, there is income inequality. Different groups of people are going to have different outcomes based on their culture, based on their their choices that they make in their community. And I, it, it's, it's not the exception. It is the rule. And they keep going back to that as the reason why the crime rate is so high in our community. Mm-hmm. No. Back in the 20s, back in the 30s, back in the 40s, if you read Thomas Sowell, mm-hmm. he grew up in Harlem. And back in those days, you could walk the streets at night. You didn't have to worry about anything. Stars like Earl Berling and um, Fat Dominoes, would, when they would go and party in Harlem, they'll walk the streets easy, never had a problem. Nowadays, if you do that, you're going to get, you know, you're going to get attacked. Yeah. So it is not the lack of funds that create crime. It's the lack of morals. Yeah, the moral decay in... Lack of fathers, too. You replace the, the father yes, with the it, state. Yes. That's what you get. Yes, it's, it's the lack of morals. 
the thing that Hunter Avalon and Rush kept saying, kept telling, Valentin was trying to bring specific, trying to specify the problems in the community. Rush kept saying, well, it's the system, it's multiple issues. Yeah. They tried to make it as vague as possible so right. that there's no solution. There's no solution to, to, the, to the problem. So another thing they kept saying was that um, uh, uh, white supremacy and uh, white privilege. Now explain to me about white privilege. Look at the Derek Chauvin case. Listen here, black but man, when, you're oppressed. <laughs> is that is yeah. something like that? Look, look at the Derek Chauvin case. Yeah, yeah. The only reason that this man is sitting in a jail cell looking at spending the rest of the life is in prison is yeah. because he's white. The only reason, if a black man had beaten up well, George Floyd and took him to the ground and put a knee on his neck, the only thing that would have happened to him, he would have been fired. Yeah, he I would, I would say also because George Floyd is black. That is to say, if, if George Floyd was a white guy, this is a non-story. Exactly. If the races were reversed, yes. Yeah. This would be a non-story. So this is more a racial, I would call it the To Kill a Mockingbird 2021. You know, mm. this is a racial lynching. This is a lynching. I'm sorry, it is. Mm. I believe in my heart of heart that this man we did. This man, this man did what he was taught to do. Now, you can disagree with, with the methods of which the Minneapolis Police Department put through, but this man did his job. And now he's looking at the rest of his life in prison. You want to get people going, just skip right over the term reverse racism and use reverse lynching and see, <laughs> see how mad oh they it get. Is. No, it, I, it I, is I, law, I understand exactly where you're coming from. Uh, and I agree. It's, it's, a, law, it's a lawful lynching. Yeah. And what, what this is going to do is going to further erode the rights of white people. Let me give you an example. Hmm. You, are, you, are, you, are, you, are, you are in a public environment. A black person comes up to you, disrespects you, gets in your face. You clap back, and somebody puts a camera in your face and takes takes the video of you clapping back yeah. with n without the without the without the black person without the first part of the incident. You are going to be considered a racist. They already did this. Down. Remember the Chipotle lady who had to pull a gun on them, and then she was villainized. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So your rights are being eroded. So you can no longer defend yourself. You no longer have your First Amendment rights. Because you can no longer, you have to watch what you say when you're around people of color. Yeah. Yeah, I so, agree. It's, I a mean, big, it's a big power grab. It's we'll a big power grab. I got to let you go, but last word if you want it. Yeah. I, um, I, I, one of the things I wanted to ask, what policies are you prescribing to the black community? Uh, you mean me have personally? Any, like, what would I advise? I lifted any group of people out of poverty. What is that? Are you asking me personally, like, what I would advise? Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. I'm asking, I, this is the question I want to ask the left. Oh, it's I see. a question I've never gotten answered. Yeah. What proof do you have that the policies that you promote the black community has lifted any other group of people? Yeah, they don't. They don't. And I guarantee you, they would never have an answer. It's had the reverse effect, in fact. Um, but yeah, I appreciate the thoughts and I appreciate the energy, man. And uh, have a great. And thanks for letting me know that so that debate oh, sounds right, like precisely the sort of cringe I would oh, enjoy. God, that is, it is. <laughs> it's very interesting. Right. Yeah. Thank you, man. Have a good night. All right, talk to you. 
Okay. Well, that'll you do it on calls. To that shit later. <laughs> um, maybe, I don't know. Probably not tonight. Uh, oh I, I don't God. know that I, I normally enjoy Sounds that sort of thing, but my my around. brain is pretty fried Ooh. from the last day yeah. and a half. Um. Okay. Appreciate the calls, guys. Thank you for calling in and having some fun with us tonight. Um. Where's that we guy have, from, by the way? What's that he's Jama- I think he's Jamaican. I was gonna say. Yeah. Just like Kamala. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think of two <laughs> things. I think of bobsledding and Kamala Harris when I think Jamaica. Uh, only I guess Bob Marley. I don't know. And uh, Red Stripe. <laughs> Racist. Uh, yeah. Ooh, Red Stripe. Um. Okay. Let's hop back into the chat and then we'll call it a night. Uh, over on YouTube, uh, Steven Suarez says LeBron needs to be deep faked into the banned Chinese detergent commercial where the black guy <laughs> is shoved into the washer and he comes out Chinese after using the product. Oh my god! He probably How doesn't do need. That? He probably doesn't need to be deep faked. The Chinese own uh, LeBron James. They'll probably do that True. to him in short order. <laughs> God, I forgot about that commercial, though. And don't forget, uh, there was a McDonald's that banned black people in China, too. When talk about how much we <laughs> yeah. how much we are uh, despise racism, and yet the NBA kowtows to the racist Chinese. Manda with the winky emoji. Thank you. Long Dong John says, Matt and I once made love and he worried at first, but I assured him that there was no way his wife would ever find out and oh whoops uh can i can i say that a kind member of the audience with a very good sense of humor sent you a maternity shirt that said matt and i once made love on it yes yeah that that was a good one shout out to the person who sent that gift that was funny let's see libertarian guy says do you find it problematic that conservatives are reluctant to place accountability on police and automatically move to look up and ascribe malicious intent on the civilian whenever there is an incident well i don't have so many issues with that statement don't use the fucking word problematic you pussy god (laughs) be nice he's super thank you for the super chat so i'm being that's true i did say that you're right and you are you're in blonde shoes no you're (laughs) nope i had thoughts (laughs) to respond um conservatives are reluctant to place accountability on police i don't i don't think that's necessarily I am true. inherently skeptical now i'm just going to talk anyway i'm inherently skeptical of people in power that includes cops see waco so, see uh ruby Ridge. i don't see i think that's bullshit <laughs> um and then automatically yeah. look up and ascribe malicious intent on the civilian whenever there is an incident well i don't think it's automatic I also, um, automatically talking. ascribing when i look at the case of like george floyd for example uh, malicious intent would be the wrong word well maybe not i mean he was committing a crime and uh so there's some malicious intent in using counterfeit money at a store but in general i think he's being a a, a degenerate and he's effectively committing suicide and that's not just automatic automatically ascribing something to him that's based on the facts um i'd have to hear the the case that you mean specifically because i think of a lot of these high profile cases um uh, they're usually not always, but usually in the act, uh, caught in the act of some sort of crime or some sort of observable malicious act or oftentimes in these cases, um, I can think of cases like say Philando Castile, Philando Castile is probably the worst well, police of the shoot worst of one. this sort that I can think of yeah. where there really wasn't a great reason for why that happened. Um, I don't, I just, I just, I just, I just don't, I, I, to be honest, man, I just don't really accept I disagree. The premise. With the premise. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I called you a pussy. No, I appreciate, but I I appreciate uh, challenge on that, and it that should happen. Thanks, you. Thank you, man. Uh, Behena Fam says blonde got the China virus. 
Uh, <laughs> I should have read that ahead of time. I can't confirm or deny. Blonde will speak on her own behalf on Sunday. Uh, guess the show. Guess the show is not a reliable treatment for a non-specific uh, ailment of current relevance. Guess I gotta stick to not getting the stick and ignoring the media. Well, that's uh, I think I, that's probably a good strategy, regardless of what's going on. Um, let's see. Uh, Peter R says, Hey Matt, it was my birthday yesterday. All I wanted was a spot in the Vienna school of fine arts, a mild Russian winter and Oh, Oh, <laughs> there's too many what? jokes I about this that. uncle. I, I have to, oh. another oh. uncle joke. Liberative <laughs> says, uh, Chauvin verdict is blowback for 30 years of police militarization. All but manslaughter will overturn on appeal. Thanks to Maxine and Joe, no matter, uh, we will end up with the, uh, federalized cops like Mexico, which has always been the left's end goal could be. And, uh, thank you for your kind support for the show. That is much, uh, appreciated, sir. Let's see. Um, I am not going to be niggardly. Manda. With another emoji, uh, two emojis. Thank you for that. Long Dong John says, I think we need to add a fifth box of Liberty, the moving box after the soap box. Uh, being amongst like-minded people can help make a ballot jury and ammo boxes more effective at doing their jobs. I agree 100%. And that's that's why a system why of federalism is so important. Yeah, yeah why not both? Uh, true. He's not saying eliminate one yeah. and plug another one in, but that right. this one is useful. Right. And that... That's why our system of federalism is so crucial to protecting liberty, because even if you have your state go overboard and uh, creep a little too hard on your rights, you always have the option, as inconvenient as it may be, to move to the next state over. You can vote with your feet until they do what Liberative was talking about, which is federalize everything so there's no escape. Or you go full Janet or Yellen the and say, comes yeah, and snipes you. <laughs> Yeah, and or you have the the global minimum tax rate, you have the global police, you have the new world order. Effectively, there's no escape. Maybe not even the moon. Let's see. Uh, Long Dong John says, also has blonde got that disease of current relevance that in no way whatsoever can be <laughs> cured. Susan, I heard it's bad. <laughs> Wishing her a speedy recovery. I don't actually know. I don't. I don't want to speak on blonde's behalf because I don't know he the was specifics. In the chat earlier saying it. <laughs> it, it I, I defer to the chat and I, I don't know the specifics and I don't want to get blonde in trouble. So I, I will say she will speak on her own behalf on Sunday. Um, Manda says, my dude, seriously, what are you on about? Um, uh, please shut this down, Matt. I just can't. Well, I don't know which caller you were referring to. Yeah. Um, so I apologize if I didn't get to it quickly enough for you, but thanks for supporting the show. Ralph DeLong says, I always wear a mask. I do it out of consideration for the small children. Most little kids scream when they see, my naked face yeah <laughs> oh i was like please tell me it was a fucking joke <laughs> he's he's just trying to yeah he's not he's trying he's to rile me up again he's trying not to scare the kids trent w says uh congratulations skag and mrs skag longtime listener Thanks. expecting my first child girl any day now Ooh. fun to watch you grow over the years you'll be a great dad well thank you for sticking around if you've if you've been around yeah. since those days and congratulations to your family man that is awesome and uh all the best and thanks for supporting the show uh, Dave from work says been gone a while. When did you change, change the show name? We opted to change to the Matt and blonde show, uh, basically at Joe Biden's inauguration because it represented kind of a natural transition in that I had to retire the old 
Trumpier intro because that's kind of dated. It had a lot of like 2016 sounders and stuff. So I had to do some aesthetic refreshing and we chose to rebrand to the Matt and Blonde show uh, because I think the show had kind of outlived its original name that we did like it. And because we rely so much on word of mouth sharing that the Matt and Blonde show is just so much easier to share with your friends and describe. And it doesn't sound quite as odd or gimmicky as the uh, original show name. Not that I (laughs) regret it. It was perfectly suitable for what the show was when it started, you know? Um, Slosher says ratchet Republican, please stop. Uh, (laughs) please. (laughs) Can I say this? Uh, he says, please stop. He says, please stop groping, groping us, groping us with that giant black voice. (laughs) Just kidding, man. You're (laughs) one of my favorite callers. Yeah. We had a little bit of a rough connection tonight. I know, but I, I, I didn't want to stop him. Throating a lapel mic. It was a little, but I, I I love what he has to say. So I didn't want to stop him and I'm glad I, I let it, I let him go a little bit. I don't know if I've ever heard him before. Yeah, he, he's a uh, he's a great he's a great caller. I always appreciate him. Yeah. Uh, Genubath says the answer to why God might commit immoral acts is the same as why God would allow evil in this world. I wonder if Christian theologians had ever tried answering um, this question in the last two thousand years. Yeah, I admit that uh, I'm obviously not the best person to answer that question for you. Um, and I used to think in those kind of uh, more simple. Uh, uh, fedora tipping checkmate atheist or checkmate uh, Christians type uh, type thinking where it's like, well, if God does something bad, the whole thing's wrong. Um, you know, that's right. not really my perspective anymore. Um, but, but yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm not the greatest theological mind to, to walk you through all of that philosophy, but I'll get there someday. Uh, libertarian guy says, dude, this guy's completely misrepresenting their positions. Are you kidding me? Vouch and Hunter are biased clout chasers, but this is ignorant. Well, I'll have to listen to the debate. Oh. I just don't know. Uh, I'll have to check yeah. it out. God, Ryan, so Petty, <laughs> Ryan Petty says, thank you for what you do, Matt. Great show. Well, thank you, Ryan. And uh, as always, appreciate you and your family. And uh, thanks for fighting the good fight. And I hope you're doing well. Liberative says, uh, super chats are anti-First Amendment. Literally not uh, free speech. <laughs> That's okay. That that one took me a little bit. I didn't get it at first. Do you get it with the joke? Nope. Nope. They're not. My they're not free brain. speech. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. That was a great. That was a great dad joke. I'll wow. save that one. No. <laughs> uh, let me check in on uh, Tippy Stream and D Live and Trovo, and then um, we'll call it a night. Tippy stream, in addition to having a name that makes blonde cringe, is very difficult to read. The user interface here is atrocious. Let me see if I can figure it out. Um, actually, I think we're good over there. The last one we had about was about Tibetans. Or no, there's one more on Tibetans, maybe. <laughs> Michu says... Oh, yeah, no, this was the one on Tibetans. Oh, yeah, oh, oh. again, apology to Tibetans. I was making fun of uh, middle-aged white leftist women who appropriate Tibetan culture, that's all. <laughs> okay. Uh, over on That's Trovo. What I say to her next time I see her. I don't even know who also it is actually. Oh I, God! You I don't seen know. Who, no, I don't know who the person is. Nah, she's exactly what you expect. <laughs> yeah, I, I can envision it. I picture basically Elizabeth Warren. Does she look like that? No, no. Oh uh, no! <laughs> hmm. Wild Saffron uh, casting a spell on Trovo. Thank you for that. And then we have just a few on D Live ETC uh, supporting the show. Thank you, Giggling Spy. And Xander 
Eric Platham, uh, Bella V. I think I got all you guys. Again, DLive is sort of a bizarre interface too. So if I missed anybody, I, I apologize for that. But that will uh, that'll do it. That is a uh, that's a show. And again, uh, Blonde sends her regrets, but she will back be back here on Sunday. Do you Sorry, have anything? <laughs> you, do, you do your best, and thank you for I, uh, you know. filling in and bailing me out uh, a little bit. Um, sure. <laughs> and of course, we send our best to Blonde too, and we will uh, catch up with her on Sunday. Um, as I mentioned, we have uh, we're hoping for a guest that we've been trying to get for quite some time on the show, and I think will be of great interest to the audience. But I have not confirmed Very it yet, exciting. so I don't want to spoil it or make promises I can't deliver on. But safe to say, we're hoping for an informed guest to break down some of the Chauvin's uh, verdict stuff and possible appeal stuff for you on Sunday. Plus, I'm sure we'll talk about the knife fight that was murder by cop and um, <laughs> all the rest of whatever the hell else happens this week. We'll see you then. Yeah.